Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Why We Love It podcast. My name is Sandra. I am your host for this episode. I am so, so excited for this episode. We are going to take a deep dive into the concert and ticketing world. One of my favorite things we're going to touch on is people's experience purchasing Taylor Swift tickets along with my personal experience with getting tickets to that show. So let's jump right in. The Luke Bryan Concert. The Eras Tour Las Vegas Night One. The Reputation Stadium Tour. SZA in Salt Lake City. I keep buying tickets all the time. In the past few years, concerts have increasingly become more popular and more wanted by fans. Taylor Swift's Eras Tour is a perfect example of an event that just completely blew up, especially with the idea of getting tickets to see the show. So just to give a little bit of a backstory, Taylor Swift announced that she would be going back on tour in November of 2022. Tickets eventually went on sale, but in order to get these tickets, you had to put in your email and a phone number to be put on a list. And then if you were selected as someone who would be able to buy tickets, you were limited to four. So when it was your time block to buy tickets, since so many people were on the website a lot of times what happened is they would be in a queue and when they would get to the front of the queue and they were picking out their tickets, the site would completely crash and this caused a tornado. It was insane and I want to talk a little bit about this with someone who went through this process. So Alexis Blackett is a student at the University of Utah. She's also a major Taylor Swift super fan. So I want to talk to her a little bit about her experience with getting tickets to the tour, just to kind of put it in perspective for you guys. So for the first leg of her U.S. tour, my aunt and I both put in our accounts to try to get pre-sale code the first round of tickets that went out she wasn't able to get any so then there was another release of tickets later that day and I remember her facetiming me and she showed me the screen and the tickets were just disappearing so fast and we didn't know what to do and she put these certain tickets into her cart multiple times had all her information in there already she tried to check out and it just would kick her out of the whole Ticketmaster site and that happened multiple times and then the tickets were just disappearing so she finally just clicked four random tickets bought them all because it was such a stressful situation so I'm here with Zyra Diaz Zyra has been to countless concerts I can't even count them on one hand but um Zyra I want to just briefly describe like the process of getting tickets i think the hardest concerts were probably sizza and billy eilish um i think i say they're crazier because going on Ticketmaster and doing all that stuff and waiting in a queue gets really like it's a lot of anxiety especially when they keep taking the seats you want like as soon as you're about to pay with smaller concerts it's been really easy to get tickets like i don't have to fight over them But yeah, I usually just use Ticketmaster. I've never really gone in person to go buy a ticket. I just always go online and they're usually available all the time. 
on top of all this trouble, fans are paying hundreds of dollars for tickets that don't even exist. The scam I experienced happened in the summer. One of my old roommates sent me a picture from her University of Utah group me. And it was this girl saying that she was selling her Aerosaur tickets because she couldn't go because of a family emergency. So I texted the girl. They had the girl's UID. They had like a picture of the tickets that were bought and everything. And so I believed that it wasn't a scam just because it was coming from a University of Utah group me. Lost $500 and it happened to a bunch of other people around me. They just took all our money. Fans are now going to extreme lengths to be able to see their favorite artists. And I really want to try and understand why people are willing to go to these links to do this. And to help me understand that, I want to talk to Rose Jensen, double majoring in psychology and criminology. She is studying for the LSAT and really wants to go to law school when she graduates. She's also a teacher's assistant for a psychology class here at the U, and I feel like she can really help us understand what these fans are thinking. A lot of it just has to do with um, connecting with people, and especially in times like COVID, and I think that those big events and stuff like that have just really made people be able to kind of like feel secure in a time of uncertainty. I think with Taylor Swift, one, it's just that I think like she's a person that's very raw in her music and it like just talks a lot about pretty relatable experiences for a lot of people. And I also think that, yeah, she's made a lot of changes in her music and has kind of grown as she got older. And I think that for a lot of people that emulates kind of their life, like where they start out versus how they grow and change. And I think a lot of people like appreciate that she's evolved and can like see that in their own lives. I feel like for me and for a lot of people, they will go to whatever lengths to see her because they have such an emotional connection to not only her, but also to her songs. Because I remember growing up with all her original albums when I was younger. So being at the Air Tour was really special to me because it was a bunch of albums I listened to when I was younger, but it was also listening to her new music that I love. Through all the trouble, fans are just looking for an experience that they will never forget. Growing up, I've always been huge on music, especially Spanish music as well, but I feel like concerts are one of those things where it's like one in a lifetime experience. You don't get to see people live all the time, so that's why I always, always go back and I keep doing it. So guys, I brought in my amazing partners for this podcast. Gracie. Sophia. Marley. So I just wanted to talk a little bit with you guys. In this episode, we've talked all things concerts. And just to start it off, I want to know like some recent concerts that you guys have been to in the past few years. I honestly haven't been to a ton. I think one of the more recent ones, I did go to a Zach Bryan concert before he started like the whole Ticketmaster thing kind of blew up with him or there was a lot of um, things going on with the tickets just being really hard to get. And so that was probably the last one that I went to, and I haven't honestly been to one since. I would have gone to one of his again, but there are so many issues with his his tickets now, so I haven't really been able to. But I think that was, like, the only one that, like, my most recent one that I've been to. I would say for me, I've mostly been doing, like, local shows. Like, 
I went to go see Valet at Kilby Court, I think maybe September, beginning of this September. I went there because of my friend's boyfriend is in that band. But like I would say like ticket wise, that one was pretty easy. Like local shows are always That's what I've been hearing that like local shows that are, are super easy to get tickets to, but it's like the big shows that like when Ticketmaster's involved in those like stub hub, it gets crazy. Yeah, I would definitely say that. Yeah. For me, I haven't been to a concert since April 2022. I know that sounds like a long time. Um, It was Olivia Rodrigo concert. And honestly, the ticket prices were not that bad. Could you describe like the process of getting those tickets? Because I know that was a pretty like wanted tour that like a lot of people wanted to go to. Yeah. So again, I was at the one that got the tickets. It was my friend. And she said it wasn't really that bad. It was pretty easy. Um, She did have to get them a month ahead. But besides that, it was really simple to get. Just purchase them online. And yeah. So I went to like the Eras tour. And that's what I talk about a lot in this episode. And getting those tickets were like absolutely insane. Like I tried to do the whole Ticketmaster thing and then I got too anxious so I let that go I'm like I'm not going and then um, about two months before I saw these tickets on StubHub that were on sale and I paid like hundreds of dollars for them and then I couldn't end up going so I sold it to just someone online and then that was fine and then I used that money to buy new tickets to her Vegas show so that's kind of um, what I experienced but a lot of people are like going crazy for this show like now the tickets are like thousands and thousands of dollars and I want to know why do you guys think people are like so willing to spend so much money go travel out of their way for like just a weekend to see not even just Taylor Swift but like these famous people in general or why are you guys like willing to do that um I think that ever since COVID like During COVID, obviously, there weren't a lot of live shows you could go to. No one was able to really go out, do things like that. So I think a big part of it is people kind of building up that, oh, I want to go do things. Like, all the time, like, you couldn't go to shows. It was super hard. Like, you had to go test to go to shows or, like, bring proof of vaccination. I remember having to, like, bring that with me, which now it sounds like that seems like so long ago, right? But I think people are still kind of making that wow, I, like, missed out on all this time going to shows. I'm going to go see, like, my favorite artist of all time. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like, too, I talked about this with someone on here, is that, like, during COVID, like, people became so attached to these artists. I mean, there was nothing else to do than, like, sit at your house, watch movies, listen listen to music. And artists like Taylor Swift, they could release albums, like, online because that didn't harm anyone. And people just got so connected to them. And eventually when we were all like set free like we don't have to wear masks we don't have to social distance people like kind of went crazy because they built this like emotional connection to the artist i did want to add there was just recently like the news that delta center isn't working with Ticketmaster anymore really yeah so basically what happened was um i don't know the whole background of this anyone who has Ticketmaster tickets from october forward who has tickets to delta center shows they have to go in and like i think they have to work with Delta Center to switch their tickets from Ticketmaster to um, just Delta Center tickets. Wow. And, like, Delta Center was, like, one of the really big Ticketmaster, mm-hmm. like, 
centric um, venues in Utah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty notable that like a big venue like that starting to move away from Ticketmaster. I think that that kind of shows like, I don't know, maybe how difficult they are to work with or like how frustrated even like the people behind the scenes may be with um, that side of tickets. Yeah. So now they're like privately, basically privately selling tickets, Delta Center, so you can only get tickets for things through their own website. I believe it's, they have their own, and I think you may be able to do like SeatGeek or like one of the small ones. Mm -hmm. I haven't tried to buy any tickets since that's happened, but um, a lot of the local stations like to Utah did cover the, um, like it's a super big announcement that they're moving away from Ticketmaster since like you would think that that's something that they've been doing it forever. Why would they, you know, kind of be the one to just say, hey, we're done. Yeah. I'm curious how that's, like, what their prices are going to be, like, and, like, yeah. I don't know what that's going to look like compared to, like, at least Ticketmaster or, like, StubHub or something. I f- yeah, I feel like they would only do that if it was, like, that much of a pain to deal with Ticketmaster. I know, like, next year Bad Bunny's opening his tour in Salt Lake and he's going to Delta Center, so that should be interesting to see how that goes, and I really want to go. I don't know how I completely missed that. I work with, like, a yeah. lot of venues and, like, it just maybe it wasn't like a super like publicized story or something, but I feel like when I heard about it, it was like after the fact, like all the comments on this post I had seen were all like, oh, yeah, like that happened like a month ago mm-hmm. or something. And I'm like a month ago. Like I've gone to shows since like. A yeah, month ago, no, I was right? literally at Delta Center last Thursday. Exactly. For SZA, yeah. So I'm wondering if it's something they're like slowly starting to mm. transition to. I or... feel like they're probably going to make it a slow transition, especially probably into next year. You know, they'll probably. Because I feel like it'd be really challenging for them to be like everyone who has tickets right now, like your tickets are suddenly invalid. Yeah. Like I'm sure they have to communicate like. And we'll have to start communicating yeah. with people like, hey, here's what we're doing going forward. You're going to have to like do this, this, this for your tickets to like be accepted at yeah, our place. Yeah. Yeah. I know that another big Ticketmaster, like Live Nation, I believe is associated mm-hmm. with Ticketmaster. Is that yeah, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Live Nation, they have several venues that they work with in the Salt Lake area. Like I think a really big one, like the Depot. I've gone to the depot a lot, mm-hmm. and that one's another big, like, Ticketmaster Live Nation thing. Tickets don't seem to be super expensive at the depot, but it's also, like, you don't get huge artists at the depot. Yeah, You'll get, like, yeah. those mid-size, like, people know them, but, like, you're not getting, like, you know, like, Taylor Swift at the depot. You know? <laughs> I wish. Like, no, it's not a stadium, right? Yeah. So it's just, like, standing room and... I wonder if there's, like, a big difference between um, Ticketmaster issues, like, among um, big venues versus these smaller ones, like the Depot, that are, like, I don't know how many it can fit, maybe, like, a 1,000 max-ish, yeah. 700. So last, um, I think it was, like, last spring, um, Zach Bryan came out. He came out, he, like, he had a he had a big tour that he was doing, and it like sold out and at the end of like one on one of the it was the tour that he um was at Red Rocks and he was like um doing a live concert at Red Rocks. And for that like tour concert or whatever, um, or those few dates, um, they like sold out and were like super, super pricey, like um and everyone was talking about how big um ticket sites like Ticketmaster had just bought them out and were reselling them for like hundreds and hundreds like the cheapest ones were like four hundred dollars and they were even more expensive at Red Rocks because it is like an outdoor amphitheater and it's really cool it's a big tourist attraction for like in Denver Colorado and um so after that he had done his live concert at Red Rocks and he ended up 
releasing that album or the live album that's what he was doing uh, sorry not the live concert the, he was recording the live album there and um when he released that he named it all my homies hate Ticketmaster. and then after that he came out with another tour like another tour dates and um he did instead of using like these big sites like Ticketmaster, he instead did it like with a raffle and i think he used um i can't remember what site it was that he used it was like I can't remember, it started with an A or something like that. And um, the way it was, was like a raffle, so you could put your name in there for um, uh, any few, like any of the concerts I think that you wanted. So like I did it for like three separate ones. I did it for both of the Denver, because there was two Denver dates. So I did it for both of those, and then I did it for a Vegas date. And then my friend also did it for both the Denver concerts, and then also the Vegas one. So we had like, multiple chances like six different Mm -hmm. chances basically to get tickets because if I got one like was able to get tickets I would have been able to buy I think up to four tickets or something like that but neither of us we thought maybe one of us would get like one like um like date or um venue or something but we didn't get any of them and so it was kind of a bummer but then I think after that now I think he just released another set of tour dates and I don't I think he's back to using like big ticket sites or something like that again but it is a bummer just because I did go and see him when the tickets were very cheap and it was a really small venue and now like I can't really go I can't yeah Yeah. I can't even go see him like and I wasn't a big concert goer before just because it's expensive I'm a broke college Mm -hmm. student it's hard for me to do that and pay for that on my own and so, um, like, he was someone that I did want to go do that. But I still can't really justify spending, like, $300, yeah. like, at this, mo- like, point in my life, this moment in my life, I'm not yeah. able to. But maybe maybe soon, post-grad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, considering, like, with all those venues, you have to pay for, like, travel, like, accommodation, yeah. too. Because, like, it's that's not, not in Utah. Concert, like, you can't yeah. just, yeah, you can't just, like, drive there, drive home, whatever. Yeah. But um, one thing I did want to add is, like, with pre-sales... I feel like these big, like, you know, ticketing companies... They take like, advantage of the pre-sales, and that shouldn't be allowed. I don't Yeah, think. and, like, if you can't get the pre-sale, like, you basically can't get tickets unless you're buying from someone who's reselling. And it's, well, like, yeah, that first Zach Bryan concert that I didn't get ended up, I ended up I didn't get tickets to his Red Rocks concert because it was like $400 but I did end up getting to see him for like I feel like it was 120 back in Seattle um but I when I originally was trying to get tickets to the Red Rocks one with some friends and um I didn't even get into the um, pre-sale, but we had one friend who did and he was only able to get one single ticket and he, um, all the other, like, pre-sale tickets, everything got bought out by big t- um, resellers and, like, big ticket sites and stuff like that. And so he ended up, I think, selling his ticket just because he was only able to get one and, like, he made money off of it. But still, it is, like, a bummer because, like, you don't want to go to the concert by yourself, but also, like, you do want to go see the person. You got a ticket. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's frustrating. And I feel like the exact purpose of these pre-sales is, like, so, like, the real fans, right, can get tickets. But when, you know, like, bots, like, big companies are able to, like, go in, buy a bunch of tickets, resell them, that's basically, like, defeating the purpose of a pre-sell. Yeah. So, The Cure, they came here. Mm-hmm. And, like, Robert Smith, like, the front man for that band, he, like, made this thing where I think he wouldn't take any, like, you couldn't resell tickets for more than their face value, and face value was really cheap. Okay. Like, he set the price super low on purpose, and, like, Ticketmaster tried to add fees add fees and stuff but because he's like a pretty big name mm-hmm. he's been around for a long time done a lot of concerts 
he was able to kind of like talk them down and like publicly like shame them for that, which made it so like the like to see the cure you'd think it'd be expensive because they're like been around for a long time but I think like the cheapest tickets were only like twenty dollars at Delta Center, wow. which is like you usually play like paying kind of a lot yeah. to be there so like. I would just maybe recommend if, like, you find yourself, like, wanting, like, an example of where, like, an artist was able to turn it around, mm-hmm. that, that, like, he did it. And to me, that kind of showed proof, like, I know, like, a lot of the big artists say, like, oh, there's nothing I can do. Like, it's going to be so much money no matter what. He did it. So to me, it just kind of makes me feel, like, a little yeah. bit more, like, I don't have, like, a lot of sympathy for, like, Taylor Swift mm-hmm. when she's, like, sorry, guys, just, yeah. like, it's just expensive. Just making You can do so it. You just have money. to care and actually stick with it and do it. Even like, just, like, talking about it, like, raising awareness, I guess, you know, making people aware. Yeah, yeah. or being, like, this happened. I'm never going to let it happen again. Mm-hmm. And, like, then following through and being, like, hey, look, I made it so Ticketmaster isn't adding on these fees or, like, I made it so my prices are just super low. Like, we're not going to be making a lot of money off of this tour. But if you guys come and, like, help support us by, like, buying merch or something, mm-hmm. if they really needed the money. Yeah. I don't think a lot of these artists, like, really need the money, but maybe to, like, break even-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they could, right? I agree with that. I really do. Thank you, guys. Those were my amazing partners. It's just Sandra again. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Why We Love It. Tune in next Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Time for next week's episode where we'll be diving in to the movie world.